0: hello friends this is nathan powell i co-host a brand new podcast called dynasty double take with dan seno we join the dlf family of podcasts with unique dynasty arguments in a short 10 to 12 minute format dan and i love to debate dynasty and we hope you enjoy our banter as we discuss topics like trade offers coaching draft capital and much much more
1: You're listening to the Dynasty League Football Podcast, where there is no off-season.
2: Welcome to episode 314 of the DLF Dynasty Podcast. I am your host, Matt Price. With me, as always, Ryan McDowell and Dan Myler. Dan, how are you doing tonight?
0: Good. Excited to finish what we started last week with uh, covering all all. 32 teams uh, and, and their top uh, ADP players.
2: Ryan, how about you, buddy? How are you?
1: Yeah, yeah, same thing. This was a fun uh, fun exercise last week and learned a lot uh, just about how I'm valuing some of these players. So we'll, we'll finish this up and run through the rest of these teams tonight.
2: Definitely. We'll get back to uh, the continuation of our series from last week looking at the average draft position of the top three players on each NFL roster. So starting off with Ryan with the Los Angeles Chargers, Keenan Allen at 12th overall, Melvin Gordon at 22nd, Hunter Henry at 77th overall.
1: Uh, I, I, I try to follow m- my buddy Adam Harstad's plan of buying injured players, uh, buying low, taking that discount. So I'm going to make Hunter Henry my buy, uh, even though I do think his – His value goes even lower from this point. I think uh, we'll have some other buying opportunities um, during the season, but I'll go Hunter Henry as my buy, Melvin Gordon as my sell, definitely, and and then I'll hold Keenan Allen at 12.
0: Mine's going to be similar. I'm going to buy Keenan Allen at 12 because he's one of those rare guys that I really feel has the true elite upside of, of being like bursting into the top five in ADP or something like that. So, so I'll buy Allen, even though he's, he's up a little bit, which makes Henry my hold. um, For a lot of the reasons that Ryan just said, I I really feel like in a month, in two months, once the season's going Henry's ADP slips even farther and, and then he becomes the buy And then that makes Gordon the sell at 22. And and I'm as big a Melvin Gordon fan as anybody. Um, Love the production. Um, But all the way up at 22, I I think that's about where his peak is. So there'll be opportunities to get him when his ADP is a little lower, I feel.
2: Yeah, so I kind of disagree again, because I don't think Hunter Henry is going to fall very much in ADP. I mean, you have Kelsey, Gronk, Engram, Ertz, and Njoku above him currently. I mean, Graham is not going to jump ahead of him. Trey Burden is probably not going to jump ahead of him. Maybe OJ Howard does. Kyle Rudolph's not going to jump ahead of him. Greg Olson's not going to jump jump ahead of him. I just, despite the injury, I just don't know if where he can go to. I don't know how much cheaper he can possibly get. So I might go ahead and cash out on Henry now and just, you know, maybe he's the next, you know, greatest tight end that's never really going to Uh, uh, be consistent producer for us because he can't stay healthy you know this is this is not his first injury so uh, I don't know I think I'm ready ready to jump off off the ship there with Henry I'm of course going to going to hold Keenan Allen even though I did just sell him in one league and it Still kind of breaks my heart, even though I think I got good value for it. Um, and then I'm going to sell Melvin Gordon. But I, I think that sell, Melvin Gordon, uh, you know, I think we might be selling a year early on him, honestly, because I, I think he's going to have a big 2018. Um, but of these, these three, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. But I'm going to sell Henry. I'm going to... Oh, I, I screwed that up. You, I'm going to sell how Henry. How many cells do you get here? I, I get all the cells, Ryan. <laughs> I sell everyone. I'm going to sell Henry. I'm going to – oh, this is hard. I'm going to buy Alan. I'm going to hold Gordon, I guess. That's, I think uh, you switched I, I totally, like three
1: times throughout that. I did.
2: I did. Like I, I do that often on this
1: show too is uh, I'm talking Off it out. And I'm like, start. wait, that no, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that, you guys. I, I think – I do think you're wrong on Henry. His, his ADP is going to drop. But not amongst positional, you don't think, do you? I, no, I think it will. I mean, I I think he's at 77 right now. I won't be surprised at all if we're looking at this in October and he's outside of the top 100. Uh, and several of those names jump ahead of him. Now, with that in mind, I, I think your reasoning could still be sound. If, if you want to sell him now before he continues that drop, then that still makes sense. But I, I do think we're going to see... Uh, we're going to see a fall from him but who's jumping in front of him? they're just everybody around him
2: is old or unproven basically I mean I just I just don't see who's going to jump him
1: I mean I think I think Howard and Burton certainly could I think Graham could I'm sorry Dan go ahead
0: (laughs) (laughs) no I tried to get in a couple times and you guys were having a good conversation and I was going to make some points but you just made them for me, really, with with Graham and Burton, and you know, somebody's going to come out of nowhere and 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 have that big year, and and all the recency bias that we constantly see with uh, dynasty owners will just walk him down that list because it it only takes Jimmy Graham catching a couple touchdowns, and then Kyle Rudolph doing what he does every single year, and Greg Olson doing what he does every single year, and all of a sudden Henry's sitting at tenth among tight ends and and is, is way lower in overall ADP. I think I think even 100 seems like that would be an okay ADP. That wouldn't be that far of a fall for him. It could be even more drastic than that.
2: Yeah, I just, I don't know. We'll have to see how that one plays out. Um, but the Chargers, definitely an offense I want to be invested in for 2018 anyways. Uh, back to the Rams with Dan, Todd Gurley at second overall, Brandon Cooks at 30th overall, and Cooper Cup 65th overall.
0: Because I... I don't feel like Gurley belongs in the second spot. And I like Gurley just just as much as the next guy. But it it doesn't seem right to me that, that he's at two when there's so many elite running backs. And to find those elite wide receivers seems a little more difficult to me. With that said, I have to make him my hold. Uh, Because I feel like he belongs at three or or as low as four at at the most. Uh, So Gurley will be my hold. Cooks ends up being my sell. Uh, Although his ADP has fallen slightly, uh, it seems like there's a lot of names right around his, especially among the wide receivers, guys that could jump him in adp with good seasons and, and and everything that's been said about los angeles and that rams offense and and how there's so many mouths to feed and it, it, it's hard to predict cooks having that that impact season so it seems like his adp will fall to me and that uh by default makes cooper cup my buy for the same reason i i really feel like cooks and cup could could have similar seasons this year and if that's the case i want the guy that's cheaper
1: yeah, I, I just think the Cooks, you know, concern has maybe gone too far. I don't, I don't think it's hate. I think it, it, this is a player that a lot of people have, have liked and have uh, supported and been a fan of in the past, and and now just because this move to LA, we're we're suddenly so many people are projecting Cooks to do exactly what. Sammy Watkins did a year ago, which I don't think is fair. That was, that was a disappointing season from Watkins. It could have been even worse if he didn't have all those touchdowns. So uh, I think Cooks has fallen too far too fast. He would be my buy. Gurley would be my hold. And Cooper Cup is actually the guy with the arrival of Cooks that I'm a little worried about if he can uh, repeat that Uh, that rookie season he had. Matt, I know you're going to 100% agree with me. (laughs) Cooper Cup is the sell. Yeah, no. Uh, Cooper
2: Cup is the buy. That's the easy buy for me. I'm still buying him. I think he has, we've just scratched the surface on him. I know he came in very polished, so you can say, that maybe he reaches upside early, but I just think I was saying that the second he was drafted, I think he is the key to Jared Goff's success. And I think that's going to continue. Uh, there has been a lot of positive buzz with cooks though. You know, it's hard to kind of sort through the off season noise, but it certainly sounds like he is, isn't more involved than Watkin was when he came on late last season, but Watkins on a, on a per target basis. I mean, I know that it's a little bit of a, a, a little bit, can be a little bit of a sketchy metric, but on a per target basis, Tammy Watkins was very efficient last year. So um i don't really know i think Gurley is the Gurley is the easy hold for me cup is the easy buy which makes cooks the sell but i i don't know i think that you're probably i think that ryan's right i think there's a chance that cooks could certainly increase in value next season but he's the the most volatile one of of these three so i think i'll go ahead and, and sell him because i want to keep curly and buy cup um but uh, we'll go back to you, Ryan, with the Dolphins. Kenyon Drake at 60, Devontae Parker at 74, and Mike Gesicki at 112 overall.
1: So most of these these trios have been filled with running backs and wide receivers. And when a tight end or a quarterback does sneak in there, it, they often seem like a value because that's that's just kind of how that, how those positions, those onesie positions work in in this dynasty ADP. So because of that, I'm going to make Mike Gasecki my buy at 112 overall. Um, that leaves Kenyon Drake and Devonte Parker. Parker has disappointed throughout his career, but um, but his ADP has fallen to kind of represent or or to align with that disappointment. So I'm going to hold Devonte Parker at 74 and then sell. Kenyon Drake at sixty, and I,
0: I'm going to echo the same things. Uh, looking at this list, this was one of the easier ones for me. I like Gaseki as my buy as well. The youth and to find him in the triple digits in the ADP seems like a nice spot to grab him. Uh, Parker, I've been a fan of for a long time, and I really do see that that breakout season coming. Saw it coming last year and it didn't quite transpire. Uh, still holding out hope for this year. And now that that ADP has slipped all the way into the 70s, that seems like a value. Um, I'm going to call Drake my sell. Although I like Drake and I, and I don't really mind the ADP all that much, uh, it doesn't seem like that's a bad price to pay for a guy who has a pretty firm grasp of that running game in an offense that wants to run the ball and wants to feature him. Uh, It doesn't seem like a bad price to pay, but because of the other options, he's my sell as well.
2: Yeah. You you guys covered it. I am in full agreement for for the first time and I don't know how long <laughs> on on these teams, but definitely agree with all of those. Buy Gasecki, hold Parker, and you know, I, I could even be convinced, I think Parker's even low enough at this point that I could be convinced to buy Parker and hold Gasecki if you want to flip them around. It doesn't really matter. Um but you know I, I could see myself buying a couple of shares of Parker at this point with his value so low and 160 targets available. Um and definitely selling Drake there. Uh, Vikings, Dan, Dalvin Cook at 16, Stefan Diggs at 24, and Thielen at 31. Another uh, high powered group here with three players inside the top 31.
0: Yeah, Diggs is the really interesting one to me here because, and it, it's really because of the youth and and his potential that you see his ADP higher than Thielen's. So when you compare the two wide receivers, because you can get Thielen, who has that wide receiver one season already on his resume, for a cheaper price, he seems like the better value to me. That all said, it seems also to me like Delvin Cook, at 16, dynasty owners and, and this ADP reflects that injury knocking him down a couple of pegs where his his progress throughout his rookie season and his arc would have put him in the Alvin Kamara territory in ADP so that presents a value as well so I I think Cook is actually the buy for me he's an easy uh buy over other second year running backs like Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette who sandwich around him in running back ADP so I like I'll take Cook as my buy Diggs will actually be my sell even though I've been a huge fan of his since back in his days at Maryland and then that makes Thielen my hold uh, despite his age, his production from a year ago is is hard to ignore.
1: Yeah, we we disagree on this one a little bit. I actually think all of all three of these guys are are being a little bit overdrafted at this point at, at their ADP. So in that way, I, I might consider all three of themselves for this exercise. I'm going to make Stefan Diggs my buy. Uh, I, I I do think the the ceiling is there both with his. Uh, his pedigree he doesn't have that draft pedigree but he he does have um, if you want to go back even further he has that what four or five star recruit pedigree that that he was highly coveted uh, and then after dealing with that offense at Maryland, he, he fell in the draft. So, um, he's, he's got all those things on his side. I I think these injuries he's dealt with have, have mostly been minor things. And I would love to see what he does in a full 16 game season. Hopefully that's this year. Um, I've got I've got some injury concerns about Cook too. It's not just the ACL last year, but he had a lot of things in college, off and on. So uh, I'm tempted to make him my sell, but I'll I'll say I will hold Cook, and then sell Thielen. Yeah, you mentioned it with those injuries.
2: Ryan, he had the ACL last year. He tore a, a he had a labrum tear. He had a ankle messed up an ankle. He had a, a sprain and another sprain in his ankle. Another labrum tear. So. He's not the picture of health, and I kind of want to sell him. hes I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, but has any other player actually risen in value after being injured? Is Dalvin Cook the only one?
1: Not – I mean, we've seen guys bounce back. So, I mean, like Allen Robinson is a good example of that. He had the injury week one last year, and then his ADP dropped. And then really as soon as the season – Ended. He started climbing back up. It, you, you know, we have those short memories, and we forget about those injuries, and everything starts fresh in in January or February. But for Cook, we you're you're exactly right. We still saw his value climb even after his season was over with that injury, and um, especially with a player that high in the ADP. I can't recall another one.
2: Yeah. So it's really hard with the running backs. I think at running back eight. I mean. I mean, how high can this guy climb? Is he is he going to be a top five guy? Is he going to be a top three? I don't I don't know. So for me, I think I'm going to go ahead and sell Cook for that. I, I have been hearing people talk about how he has the easiest running back schedule of, of really of any running back in the NFL, and for 2018. So based on that, if he stays healthy, I think his value could certainly rise a little bit. But I just prefer the wide receivers here, so I'm going to buy Diggs and hold on Thielen mm. And so I think Allen you I think
1: you talked me into changing my mind and and making cook my cell. I think I'm on board. (laughs) Finally talked you into something.
2: That's right.
1: (laughs) Let's go to the Patriots,
2: Ryan with Rob Gronkowski at 35, Sony Michelle at 43 and Julian Edelman at 94.
1: Hmm. I think this is a pretty easy one for me. I'm, I'm buying Sony Michelle at 43 holding Gronk. I think he's undervalued. You could definitely make a case that he should be a buy as well. Uh, and then, and then that leaves Julian Edelman as my cell.
0: Yeah, it's pretty easy for me, but I'm gonna switch around Rob Gronkowski and Sony Michel. I, I think Gronkowski at thirty five is an easy buy and not just compared among his teammates, it seems like I go through the ADP and that's the name that sticks out most amongst the tops. Thirty-six or maybe even forty-eight players of guys that I really want to buy at that price. So, so Gronk is an easy buy for me, and that makes Michelle the hold. And then, so or Julian Edelman uh, is a sell, although ninety-four, despite the everything going on with him and and missing the games and 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 the injury history and all those things 94 seems pretty fair to me uh not a bad veteran to be buying but among these patriots he's he's the obvious sell for me
2: yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hold edelman because i don't think you can get anything for him i think he's gonna come back and be an easy wide receiver two for fantasy so I don't really see any reason to sell them. If I can't get anything, I'll just take the production. Michelle, I've been a little bit down on, so while well, everybody else seems to be higher on. So I will sell Michelle, and I will certainly buy Rob Gronkowski, who, you know, with with Edelman out those first four games, Gronk should really be the primary recipient of that. I know there's been a lot of debate. Is it going to be Jordan Matthews? Is it going to be Chris Hogan? I think Gronk is just going to get a lot more, so I'll go ahead and buy Gronk there as well. Back to you, Dan, with the Saints: Michael Thomas at nine, Alvin Kamara at ten, and Mark Ingram at sixty-three.
0: Oh, this one was a tough one for me. I I really think Ink or excuse me, Kamara has the upside to to go even higher in our ADP, and and that really makes me want to make him our buy. Then I look at Mark Ingram and and what the suspension or. or has done to his ADP and and him slipping all the way down into the sixties, it really feels to me, even though he's twenty eight years old and and has all those those things facing him, that he'll return to that lineup and immediately grab hold of that role that he's had uh over the last year and, and even longer really. So he's a difficult one. And then to to think about Michael Thomas and and how he's soared up up ADP lists and, and you know, we all kind of revere him and he's young and and has all the things that we want in a wide receiver, but to have a single digit ADP makes it difficult to, to buy him as well. So I think I land on Thomas being my sell because he's so high in ADP, uh, and, and Kamara being my buy actually, because I feel like he can, he could soar up even higher and has that true elite upside that makes Mark Ingram my hold because he slipped all the way into the sixties.
1: We we mostly agree, Dan. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna buy Kamara. I see the, the ceiling there as well. Um, actually, I'm surprised that he's usually available in the in the later part of the first round after that rookie season. The the suspension has impacted Ingram, but it it. <laughs> Hasn't seemed to impact Kamara, which is maybe a little surprising. I guess possibly it's just because people are viewing that as, as a four-game thing. I'm viewing it as more of a long-term issue in that the Saints, I think this is the last year that Ingram is with the Saints. You know, anytime that a player has these off-field issues, whether it's something like this or whether it's just complaining for targets or, uh, or carries, which Ingram has also done in the past, they don't... They don't seem very um, forgiving on those kind of things. They we've seen them ship superstars out of town, so I think this will be the final season for Ingram in New Orleans. And for that reason, he's my sell, which makes Michael Thomas my hold.
2: Yeah, this one's really tough. I don't. I, I think all three of these guys are holds. Honestly, I don't want to. I don't want to buy or sell any of them, but uh, if I have to, then I'll definitely go ahead and let go of Ingram. I know I'm getting less for him from the other two, but I just see Kamara and Thomas as as really two of the young studs in dynasty and fantasy football in general.
0: It's really interesting to me with Thomas because a a lot of times we translate wide receiver value to to the quarterback that's throwing them the ball, and and it seems like Kamara and Ingram kind of work off of each other uh, value-wise, but Thomas – owners don't really immediately associate Breeze's age to what Thomas's ADP reflects. So obviously Drew Breeze won't be there forever. And and for Thomas to be in, come in at a single digit ADP is a little bit scary for me because once Breeze moves on and we don't know what free agency in the draft will bring, but there, there is a question mark surrounding that. and, And that makes him a little dicier than some of the others that, that we regularly put inside this top 10.
1: I think that conversation comes up a lot with, with breeze and Thomas. And there's just so many of these quarterbacks that are nearing the end of their career, whether it's kind of a year by year thing. Like I think that's the point we're at with breeze and probably Tom Brady, or maybe if we expect a couple more years out of Ben Roethlisberger or rivers or Eli but each of those guys have have that stud uh, receiver or or tight end and in, in Brady's case and we we just can't discount all of those guys because of this. We can't discount Thomas and Beckham and Allen and Brown and Juju and Gronk just because in a year or two they might not have a, a quarterback. If it was if it was one guy then maybe maybe I could see that line of thinking, but there's, there's just so many receivers and, and again, and and the tight end that you almost just have to kind of let it cancel it out, you know, cancel each other out with that concern.
2: Yeah. I, I definitely fall more into the Ryan camp. I think I'm just going to let the quarterback situation kind of work itself out. Uh, You know, for all of the hate that breeze got last year for having a down season, Michael Thomas still had 28 more targets, you know, 14 more receptions and 100 or so more yards. The touchdowns are certainly down last year because those running backs just went crazy. But uh, I, I don't really see anything not to like about Michael Thomas, except for the fact that Breeze isn't going to be there. But it seems like they have a plan, maybe not a plan yet, but they seem to really like Taysom Hill. Whatever he can do, I'm not sure. But it, it seems like I'm, if there's a if there's a situation I'm willing to trust that they're going to fix the quarterback situation, it's New Orleans and, and Sean Payton. So uh, I, I, I think I fall on Ryan's side there. And back to Ryan with the New York Giants, we have Odell Beckham at one overall, Saquon Barkley at five, Evan Ingram at 40. This one is pretty tough, Ryan.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough to consider any of these guys as buys. Um, all of these players are ones that I would, would love to have on my roster, but honestly, at one overall with Beckham, that's, that's obviously, obviously the case, but five overall with Barkley, 40 overall with Ingram. Each of these guys are, are being drafted at their at their ceiling, basically. Um, I, I guess I'm going to make Ingram the bye. Uh, both, both Gronk and Kelsey, I think, have good years left ahead of them, but Ingram is that, that one young tight end that kind of stands alone in the top five or so. So I'll make Ingram my bye. Barkley my hold and Beckham my sell I guess this is this is
2: tough gonna hold on to that rookie that hasn't even done anything yet I mean where else can he go he's already running back three where
1: else can he go well if I'm holding him he doesn't have uh, he doesn't necessarily have to go anywhere (laughs) but in my rankings Beckham is I'm sorry uh, yeah Beckham is my second ranked player behind DeAndre Hopkins so uh, based on that I'll make him my sell
0: I'm, I'm gonna hold Beckham I'll sell Barkley because of what you said, Matt, or not because of it, but for the same reason that you said, and then that that makes Ingram my buy as well. He's the cheapest among these players, and think I, I actually think that's a pretty fair ADP, uh, despite being lumped right in there with Gronk uh, and and between him and Zach Ertz. Uh, I feel like that's pretty fair, so so he's the buy. Uh, don't mind paying that price for Ingram and Barkley because he's a rookie, has to be the sell. Although anybody selling Saquon Barkley right now has to do it shaking their head.
2: Well, I mean, you can name your price right now for Saquon, I think is the reason why I would sell him. I mean, you can get pretty much anything you want. You may not be able to get... Uh, Odell Beckham straight up, but I bet you it wouldn't cost you that much more if you wanted to make a jump to that and get, you know, basically the consensus number one in Dynasty at this point. Um, so but but Dan, before I continue with my my list, which is really the same as yours honestly, um, you were worried about Breeze and and Michael Thomas. Are you worried about Eli and, and Odell at all? Like, Not
0: even a little bit. But I think that, you know, when Ryan mentioned it earlier, I thought I, I thought to myself well, it's not really comparing apples to apples here because Eli's play has fallen so drastically. And while Breeze had a down season in 2017, it, it wasn't that drastic and didn't didn't make that much of an impact on Thomas. I had a few reservations about Michael Thomas before he entered the league and before he was drafted by the Saints. And although they've, they've pretty much been eliminated that they seem to stick in the back of my head, and that's why it, it translates over to Thomas the whole Breeze things. Now with with the Giants and and Beckham and and, uh, and Manning, I, I just don't hold Manning to the same level and and you know, the same type of play that I would to Drew Breeze. So I, I really feel like Breeze elevates the play of his receivers and can make any receiver into a dynasty relevant player and and a dynasty relevant player into a star whereas eli manning needs a superstar to put up superstar level numbers
2: okay that's fair i was gonna i was gonna jump on you a little bit because the numbers of eli put up with odell like compared to the the numbers without him are just like they're very stark contrasting uh uh, places to be there but uh, i think i agree with that last point you made and that he does need that star to to put up those numbers so that makes sense ryan did you have something else in the
1: giants yeah, I was I was just going to agree with Dan. In, in fact, when I was making that point about the quarterbacks earlier and and Ben and Rivers and those guys, I, I almost left out Eli altogether because even though he is in that same age range and kind of the same point in his career, you can definitely make the case that <clears> that the, the Giants will be better off without him. And and that's probably not going to happen immediately if you move to to a young quarterback, but Um, His play has certainly fallen off faster and and to a a larger extreme when compared to Breeze and Brady and Rivers and Ben and the other guys.
2: In, In June ADP, the only quarterbacks behind Eli Manning are Teddy Bridgewater, Tyrod Taylor, and Chad Kelly. That's it. <laughs> I mean, if we think that all of these pieces are going to have such amazing seasons between between Ingram and, and Saquon and Odell, I mean, it just seems like at, at, that Eli's probably got to have better than a quarterback 32 performance here. And I know there's a lot more baked into dynasty uh, ADP and rankings than, than just one year of production, but it just seems like that is it's
1: pretty low for Eli at this point. Yeah, he's he's definitely being undervalued on a short-term basis in in seasonal leagues or – um or even if you're just thinking about this year only in dynasty
2: yeah Uh, well let's go to the the other side basically exactly the stark contrast of the giants to the other side of new york the jets who have zero players in the top 100 we're looking at isaiah crowell dan at 103 robbie anderson at 109 and quincy anunua at 180
0: oh man it's ugly it's gross. It, it's gross. That's a good, good way to put it. Um, <laughs> Crowell, I cannot buy and I really can't hold because of the other options there and all the murky water that surrounds the New York Jets backfield with with Bilal Powell there and, and Thomas Rawls is still there and Elijah McGuire, who still has a little bit of upside. I just don't believe that Crowell can grab hold of that offensive backfield and, and become a real dynasty asset for any of us. And even though 103 doesn't sound like that bad a price to pay, there are so many other running backs relatively close to him that I'd, I'd much rather take the roll the dice with those guys. So that leaves Robbie Anderson and Quincy Enunwa as my buys and my or my buy. And my hold, it's a little bit of a tough decision because of the difference between the two in ADP. But because Jermaine Kearse is still there and Terrell Pryor has arrived, I'm going to stick with Robbie Anderson as my buy just because he's done it. He, he's, he looks like the top option uh, as a pass catcher for Josh McCown or Sam Darnold. So I'll, I'll make Robbie Anderson my buy and a noon would be a hold at 180.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with Dan for, um, pretty much the same reasons. I, I, I don't have high hopes for Crowell at all. So, um, and, and then add in the fact that at least according to ADP, he's the most valuable of, of this trio. He's definitely my cell. Anderson, I think would be a lot higher if he didn't have that, that bizarre, uh, issue with the, with the police officer. And I, I don't even know that, that story. It, it, there's probably a a suspension coming for him. But even with that said, I'm still going to make him my buy and then hold the noon one. Yeah. See, I, I agree with you, Ryan. I think he would be higher than that. And I think there are a lot of people that still like Robbie
2: Anderson. So I I think, I know it says that he's six spots lower than Crowell here, but I honestly think that if you pulled 10 dynasty or seven of them would say they would rather have Robbie Anderson than Crowell. So I I don't want Anderson. I'm going to sell him because I think people will still buy him. Uh, I'm going to, Oh, geez, I'm going to hold a noon, I guess, because what you else are you going to do with him? You're not going to sell him for anything. I guess you're going to drop him to the waiver wire uh, in week one to pick up pick up whatever the flavor of the week is. Um, and that leaves me buying Crowell. I guess I'm a little bit more optimistic on him as you guys. I've, I've kind of always liked him, and he's only 25, so uh, I, I think he can, you know, it's going to be tough with uh, to, to to have any PPR upside with both Maguire and Bilal Powell, who both are very good receiving backs there. But uh, it does seem like they want to make Crowell the, the lead and for whatever that worth there so uh, before we continue we are going to take a break here and hear from our sponsor reality sports online
3: hey there this is tom kislingberry of the read and react podcast have you ever wished that you could be an nfl general manager well now you can thanks to reality sports online a powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an nfl general manager Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features a revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency, enabling fancy owners to negotiate and sign the NFL's top talent to single or multi year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has tons of other cool features in addition to free agency like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, 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 much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code DLF10, that's D-L-F-10, to record a 10% discount on your team or your league today. Fantasy just got real at realitiesportsonline.com.
2: And we're back with the Oakland Raiders. We'll go back to Ryan here uh, with Oakland. Amari Cooper at 18, Martavis Bryant at 102, and Marshawn Lynch at 142.
1: Mm. This is probably the easiest one of the show for me. <laughs> Always Amari, buying Amari, anything for Amari, uh, buying Amari Cooper. I love the fact that he is is dropping in value, which after last season his his value should be dropping. But I think it's maybe fallen a little bit too far in that uh, middle part of the uh, of the second round. So he's a buy for me. Martavis Bryant. We've heard these rumors over the last couple weeks about a possible suspension nothing official has come down but it, it seems like you know it seems like when these types of rumors start eventually they do lead to something uh, I, ho- I mean i hope he doesn't get suspended but with with his history he's a player that that i would avoid and and be worried about owning so i will definitely make martavis bryant my cell and then that makes Lynch a hold, which, which makes sense because he's a starting running back, but he doesn't have really any dynasty value. So I'll hold him, get whatever I can from uh, from him in 2018.
0: Hmm. I'm, I'm going to sell Lynch because I just don't think there's a whole lot left in the tank there and the other options in Oakland and as well as that coaching staff and, and all the question marks surrounding the Raiders make me uneasy at best. With, with their running back situation. So so because those other guys are in place, I'll sell Lynch and get whatever I can for him. I'm going to hold Martavis Bryant. I think the change of scenery, despite all the question marks surrounding him and, and the things that might come up uh, in, the next, in the coming days or weeks or months before the season starts, there's still that upside and that raw potential to, to put up those big games and potentially even turn that into a big season so I'll hold Martavis and I'll actually see a window for buying him as well but just like Ryan said with Amari Cooper uh, it seems like the buying window is now that jump is gonna come I I really feel it coming and now that he is settled in to the middle of the second round it seems a lot more affordable to get Amari Cooper on a roster I want him on my teams and especially we'll be getting him at that price.
2: Yep, Cooper's easy buy. I've kind of gone back and forth as you guys have been talking about these other two. I originally thought I was gonna buy Lynch like Ryan, or sorry, hold Lynch like Ryan because, like you said, you know you're gonna get the production this year and then and then he's gonna go away. Bryant, the the suspension is not coming. That was a a rumor that has been unsubstantiated and has been squashed, I believe. So that's not a worry with Bryant. The Raiders did go out and get Bryant, so they clearly want him. I guess you could make a, <clears throat> excuse me. I guess that you could make a case also that the Raiders went out and, and got Doug, ba- Doug Martin because they wanted him. Uh, I do kind of see Lynch as, as the guy they're going to ride, but uh, ugh, this is tough. Bye, Cooper. Sell Bryant. Hold Lynch. I'm doing it. There we go. <laughs> I don't feel great about those those middle two guys. Uh, but let's go back to the Eagles, Ryan. Phil, uh, Philadelphia. Or sorry, we'll go to Dan here. Philadelphia Eagles. Zach Ertz at 41. Alshon Jeffrey at 48. And Carson Wentz at 56. Oh, this is such a tough one.
0: I, I, I'm having so much trouble with it because a lot like what what Ryan said earlier, when there's a tight end or a quarterback in there, it really changes things and presents values. When there's two of them, it, it certainly messes things up, at least for me. Um, Jeffrey is a guy that I've been buying because he, his price seems to be dropping. And when he's attached to that quarterback in Wentz, it feels like there's there's some big upside there. And I'm not necessarily the biggest Alshon Jeffrey fan, but at 48, it seems like a nice buying window for me. Zach Ertz, I've been a big fan of for a long time but question whether he belongs so close to Rob Gronkowski and even Evan Ingram, who are back-to-back in the overall ADP. So it might, and, and Carson Wentz, I've, I've been a fan of since since he threw his first pass uh, at North Dakota State. So um, Wentz seems like a, a really obvious hold for me. Uh, it seems like he has a lot of upside to, to move up the list, but in simple, single quarterback, where the top quarterback is in the mid-40s, there's not a lot of room for him to go up. Although I think it's probable that that happens, I, I I'm just going to hold him and not pay uh pay or overpay at least to add Carson Wentz in a single quarterback uh, league. Sean Jeffrey because of the the reasons I mentioned earlier with with that upside because he's playing with Wentz and being in the second year of that offense and and especially the touchdown potential, which I think is great. He feels like the buy to me, which unfortunately makes Zach Ertz, who I feel like is a guy I want on my teams and, and don't want to sell. He's my sell.
1: Yeah, this is another one we where we're going to disagree. I think Alshon is my sell and relatively easy sell for me. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a top 20 fantasy wide receiver in three years. He's got this, this off-season surgery that... Nobody really seems to be talking about, but I'm a little concerned that it, it might affect at the very least his, his training camp status and maybe even his early season status. So Jeffrey's the sell for me. I, I like both the other guys, the, uh, Ertz and Wentz, at their current ADP. Again, it, it seems fair. I'm going to buy Wentz. He's quarterback four in our June ADP, So so just based on that and that I have him ranked Uh, as my quarterback one, I'm going to make him my buy and then I'll hold Zach Ertz.
2: Yeah, I'm going to hold Ertz because if I have one of those top tight ends, especially if I got them cheaply before they became a top five tight end, then I'm I'm just holding on tight. I I don't want to let one of those guys go. One of the only real difference makers at the position. Jeffrey, I'm going to buy. I think that he showed a little bit more last season. The Eagles committed to him with that long-term deal and another year in the offense, I think, as long as he's healthy. you know, He does have kind of a – I heard this on – I can't remember on the couch. I believe there's kind of a low key, or maybe it was just the audible one of the football guys podcast that Jeffrey had a, uh, a labrum surgery or some kind of shoulder surgery this off season that that didn't really get a whole lot of publicity. Um, But I'm not super worried about that. Maybe it limits his ability to high point a ball a little bit, but obviously a lot less, uh, a lot less detrimental to a wide receiver than it would be to a quarterback uh, who needs to throw the ball. But uh, I'm still going to buy Jeffrey and I'm going to sell Wentz again because, because one quarterback. So Um, I'll, I'll take the, I'll drop down to Matthew Stafford and pick up a second or something in in the process. So I'm totally fine with that. Let's go to the Steelers, Ryan, the maybe the most valuable team in, in, in fantasy football, Le'Veon Bell at seven overall, Antonio Brown at eight overall Juju at 28. This one I'm sure is pretty easy for you. It's pretty easy for me.
1: Yep. It's another easy one for me. I'm buying Juju at 28 overall. Uh, I think I have him in my top 10 wide receivers in dynasty now, uh, so that's an easy call. Le'Veon Bell is an easy sell. Everything we, we see tells us this is likely his last year in Pittsburgh. And uh, who knows what the future holds outside uh, of that team. And Antonio Brown is the hold.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's the same list for me. Uh, excited about adding Juju at 28 and, and Bell because of that uneasy Uh, feeling that surrounds him being back in Pittsburgh is is really the easy sell for me making Brown the hold at eight
2: yep we are in lockstep there guys so we'll just move on to the Niners Dan McKinnon at Jarek McKinnon at 33 Jimmy Garoppolo at 80 Marquise Goodwin 95
0: Goodwin seems like an an odd guy to have in the top 100 for me There are other pass catchers in San Francisco that I want more than Goodwin. So that seems too high for me. So it it made it an easy sell that leaves Jarek McKinnon at 33 and Jimmy Garoppolo at 80. I'm a, I'm a big believer in Garoppolo. So I feel like he can make that jump into the next tier of quarterbacks and do it really quickly. He, he jumped from, relatively uh, worthless in single quarterback leagues to very possibly a top 12 quarterback for dynasty owners in five games.
2: Danny's quarterback five.
0: Quarterback five. So while he, he's already in that top tier, <laughs> he's not in the top tier. I, I easily want Wentz over, over Garoppolo easily. I, I easily want Rogers and I, I, easily I agree want all with four you. Of them. So I, I think there's a line there. Maybe I'm the only one that feels that way. But that that makes Garoppolo at eighty the buy for me, and Jarek McKinnon the hold. Although I I like his upside, I feel like hit the move from Minnesota to San Francisco already uh, shows us where that upside lies. I I don't see him going drastically higher than that, um, so he'll be my hold.
1: Yep, we agree again. Um, and honestly, I, I I see all three of these guys at this at their current ADP as sells. I think both McKinnon and Garoppolo are being overdrafted compared to not compared to their teammates, but compared to other players at that position. I, I like Garoppolo a lot. He's actually my quarterback six, but to have him over Cam Newton and to have him way ahead of some of the other guys in the, in that back part of that quarterback one range, I just don't think is warranted yet. And really similar thoughts with McKinnon at the running back position. Uh, but in the end, I'm going to agree with Dan. I think it's more likely that Garoppolo can crack the top tier of quarterbacks than it would be that McKinnon can, can break through these, these deep rookie and, and second-year running back groups, uh, a group to somehow become a, a, a top-10 running back in dynasty value. So uh, Garoppolo is my buy. McKinnon is my hold and uh, totally agree on Marquise Goodwin as well. I think they've made some additions both in the draft and with the uh, return from injury for Garcon that uh, Goodwin is, is just seems like an outlier here.
2: Yeah, I, I just can't. I cannot. I cannot buy Garoppolo at quarterback five I, or even six. I just, I just can't five. And it's five starts, six touchdowns, five interceptions. I know the yardage was there. I know it's another year with Shanahan. I know the offense is up and coming. But quarterback five for 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 him is just way too rich for me. So I'm selling all day there. I will still buy McKinnon. I, I want to be on that ride. I, I don't know what's going to happen. I do think he's probably a little bit overvalued right now based on what he has done. Although he was running back. Seven Seventeen last season on, in PPR leagues on, on a very limited touch basis. And if they're going to make him the workhorse of that offense, I, I see him finishing as higher, much higher than that. So the price seems okay to me. And then Goodwin, I don't think you're really going to get much for. Uh, so I'll, I'll hold him. Seahawks, Ryan, Doug Baldwin at 38, Rashad Penny at 39, and Russell Wilson at 54.
1: This is another, another hard one. I feel like we're saying it about every team, but I think these players are spot on value all three feel like holds for me, um, so that, that makes for some tough choices. I think Doug Baldwin is in for a big year, but he falls in that same line that we talked on our last show about those 29-year-old wide receivers who, um, once they're 30, seem to really fall down the ranks of ADP. But he, he's, he's basically the only show in town unless you're a big Tyler Lockett fan. So I expect this team to struggle. I expect Baldwin to see all the targets he can handle. I'm going to make him my hold. I'm going to make Russell Wilson my sell, and I'll buy Rashad Penny. Mm.
0: I did not see it going that way with the way you started that intro that at all. I, I yeah. agree with you <laughs> that, that they're all really holds. I, I like Baldwin as a buy as well because of that immediate upside, but I, I disagree a little bit. I'm going to make Penny my sell. I'm I'm just not sold on on that upside that everybody's excited about and and everything that made so many dynasty owners pick him in the top three in rookie drafts. I can't get on board with making him a third round startup pick uh, or early fourth round, I guess. Uh, And that makes Russell Wilson my hold. I think 54 is a nice spot for him. And I'd rather have Wilson at 54 than Penny at 39, so that makes Penny my sell. I'd rather have a high draft pick next year or one of the other rookies out of that class that seem to be around the same spot in ADP.
2: Yep. I'm with you, Dan. I, I want to sell penny. Now I I can see just based on volume alone that he could, his value could rise next season, but I'm just not a fan of the player the talent. I want Baldwin on all my teams this year. So I'm going to buy him. I think he's just going to crush it. And Wilson, I guess I'm going to hold, usually I'm selling the quarterbacks here, but uh, I'll go ahead and hold Wilson at 54th overall. I think he's unlike some of these other guys we've talked about Garoppolo, Uh, Wentz to a lesser extent Um, you know Deshaun Watson I think Wilson is a proven commodity I think he's going to be right there in that top five to ten really for the rest of his career and not even 30 years old yet so I'll hold him Uh, back to Ryan with the uh, sorry back to Dan with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Mike Evans at 11 Ronald Jones at 49 and Chris Godwin at 89 so we've
0: talked about regularly in the last two episodes all these wide receivers that have the potential to move up the the wide receiver list and the overall ADP, and I think Evans is one of the guys that has the potential to fall in in favor of Devontae Adams and 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 many of the others that we talked about. Uh, so. Evans is going to be my sell among this group. Uh, that makes Ronald Jones my buy at 49. He seems like an obvious choice over other rookies that are around the same same range. We we talked about Penny a couple minutes ago, and I, I want Jones in a vacuum over him. And if I can get him 10 picks later, it feels even better. So give me Jones as my buy. Chris Godwin I'm excited about and feel like 89 is still a nice buying point for sure. Uh, although I, I need to have a, a hold in this group, so that makes Godwin my hold, Evans my sell, and Ronald Jones my buy.
1: All right. I'm, I'm not quite as confident in Jones um, as, as a feature back in Tampa Bay, so he's going to be my sell for sure at 49. Uh, Evans, you talked about his value falling. That's that's already happening. Uh, he's, he's been sliding uh, pretty steadily the last six months or so. Uh, and and now at the the bottom part of the first round, when, um, just again, just a few months ago, he was the top overall player in our ADP. So I I think, I I actually think the fall is, is a little bit undeserved for Evans. Um, I don't think he's been the disappointment. Some consider him. I'm not ready to buy him though, even with this fall, because I think you're right. I think he's going to fall even more uh, with the Winston suspension and, and some uncertainty there. So I'll make Evans my hold. Uh, I already said Jones was my sell, and that will make Chris Godwin my buy.
0: So do you think Godwin is going to cut into Evans' targets and catches enough to make it worth the the making him a buy at, at 89? Which, in the top 100 for a guy who hasn't put up much as a professional, it seems like it's a little risky to make him a buy to me.
1: I think it's more about just Deshaun Jackson being phased out of the offense. I'm actually surprised Jackson's even still on that roster uh, because we have heard some good things out of, uh, out of their camp and from beat reporters and things like that about Godwin's growth as a, as a player. I really expected them to go ahead and move on from Jackson, but uh, even though he's still on that roster for now, I, I just see Godwin, taking over, um, not necessarily that role, but at least that, uh, that amount of production. So uh, I could see stats wise, Godwin and Jackson kind of flip-flopping and and then Evans maintaining, uh, what he's done the past few years. I
2: actually kind of agree with you, Dan, that I don't really want to buy Godwin. I agree with both of you, actually. I don't really want to buy Godwin because I think his price has risen a little bit too much, but I do think that he will eat into a little bit of Evans' production. He's better after the catch. I think he's a better all-around wide receiver. Evans obviously has the massive size and the touchdown upside, but he's also kind of a, a catch-and-fall-down player, and I love Mike Evans. I think I, at one point last season, I had him as my number one overall dynasty, um, and I also agree with, with with Ryan that he's fallen and... and maybe it's not deserved because he's still going to have that, that double digit touchdown upside every single year. Um, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to side with Ryan here. I'm going to, I'm going to hold Evans cause I don't really want to buy him, but I don't think I want to sell him at this point either. Uh, I'm going to sell Jones cause I was never really a fan of his. I do think he has the best landing spot of any of the rookie running backs, but I just, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Uh, and, and then Godwin, I, I like him, but I don't, I don't want to really want to buy him at that price, but, but I will just, uh, based on what I'm doing with the other two. So uh, Tennessee Titans, Ryan, Corey Davis at 26, Derek Henry at 47, and Deion Lewis at 73.
1: This is another team where they're all screaming sell to me. Um, I, I, in, in my actual leagues, I would not buy any of these guys at this, uh, at this ADP uh, but for this exercise to choose a buy, sell and hold, I'll, I'll buy Corey Davis. I have been a fan of his in the past. I still am. I think he, I think he's being overvalued and overdrafted right now. But if I think about my dynasty teams for the next two or three years, he's really the only one of this, these three that I, I would even want on my roster. Uh, so I will buy Corey Davis. I will sell Derek Henry and I'll hold Deion Lewis. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell Dion Lewis, uh, because of the age and 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 the split, and you know, one of them might get hurt, and the other one has the big big season, and that phases the other guy out, and there's there's just not enough there to get excited about either one of those running backs. So because Lewis has and the age factor, I guess, I guess I'll sell him. I'll. That makes Derrick Henry my hold, although I really don't really like that. I, I want to sell him too, and I, I, I guess I'm buying Corey Davis. Um, so I agree with Ryan, but I'm going to flip flop the two running backs.
2: Yeah, this is this is a tough one. I don't I don't want to do anything with any of these guys. I don't really <laughs> I, want any of weird, them at these prices because
0: we we all want Corey Davis on our teams, right?
2: Yeah, but just not at that price. So I I, I think that that just that to me says that Davis is my hold. And then the other two uh, running backs. You, I mean, just who flip are a you coin. you going to buy, Matt? I have to know. I, I think I'm just flipping. The, I'm going to flip a coin. I mean, I think I'm going to buy Lewis and 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 and. and sell henry i guess because i just because i think i can get a little bit more from him. i think there are still those De- derrick henry truthers out there and I, I know a lot of people are buying into die and i am too i'm one of them that Dion lewis is going to be you know kind of the do everything back for them he's the one who can who can do everything he can run between the tackles and he can pass catch and they'll allow uh tennessee to not take him off the field unlike henry i mean i think henry can catch the ball better than than we've really given him credit for but it just seems like lewis is the, they want lewis to be the guy so i will I will hold Davis, I will sell Henry, and I will buy Deion Lewis, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, Dan, back to you. Uh, we're going to wrap this up with the Washington Redskins. Darius Geis at 32, Jameson Crowder at 87, and Chris Thompson at 99.
0: Although I like Darius Geis, I, I don't really love that, that price, That being 32 overall in the ADP. I, I, I want to make him my buy, but I just can't do it. Uh, Chris Thompson, on the other hand, is all the way down there at 99. And especially in PPR leagues, that seems like such a great value that I, I want him at that price, and I'm willing to trade for him at that price or or add him to my teams in a startup at that price. So Thompson is a relatively easy buy for me, which makes Geis and Crowder the other options. And and uh, I guess I'm going to side with our guy, George Kretikos, and, and, and go with the upside <laughs> that he talked about. I'll make Jamison Crowder my hold, because he's all the way down at 87, and that makes Geis, who I feel like should be in the 40s uh, because of because of Thompson and, and uh, that offense, uh, that makes him Geis my, my sell. Uh, although I want him on my teams, he's he's the guy I, I would sell at considering these prices.
1: We're kind of opposite on this one, Dan. I've got Geis as my buy. I'm actually surprised that he's he's sitting at this ADP currently, I thought he would be a little bit lower when we look at, at uh, even his uh, fellow rookies. Penny was at 39, Jones was at 49. So I'm surprised to see that gap, but I still think overall the price is fair uh, for the the 1.02 rookie, the second ranked rookie, um, according to this data. Um, I'm going to make Crowder my sell, um, and and that leaves Chris Thompson as the hold. I, I think the price is fair for all these guys. I think you could pretty easily argue that that all three are buys, especially Crowder and Thompson at their current ADP.
2: Yeah, this was this is a tough one. I kind of I kind of want them all. I'm not even really a Washington fan, but uh, you have to think they want guys to be the guy. I know they've talked up Chris Thompson is still the passing game, and they should be. And if and if we're we don't think that 2017 Alex Smith is the real Alex Smith. If we think Alex Smith is going to go back to, to what we've, we've thought of Alex Smith, then both Crowder and Thompson are perfect targets for him. So it makes sense that both of those guys will be heavily involved in the offense. Uh, I think I have to go with uh, – this is really tough. I think I have to go with Dan here. I don't really want to sell guys, but the other two are just such a value right now, and I don't think you're really going to get what they're worth. They could be worth going forward, so I'll sell guys and take the – you know the 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 early 2019 first probably and I'll go ahead and hold Crowder and uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hold Chris Thompson and buy Crowder cuz I think I know it's got that 87 price tag on there but I think you might be able to give him a little bit cheaper than than Thompson maybe even so uh sell guys hold Thompson buy Crowder and that's going to wrap it up for this episode, fellas. That's 96 players that we just talked about in just under two hours. That's a whole lot of information we've given our opinions on. Each of each of these three players for all 32 of the NFL teams, buy, sell, and hold. Any uh, any parting words here,
1: Ryan? No, that was fun. It's, it's always good to dig into these players. And it's a good exercise to label them as buy, sell, holds. But uh, I, I think for me it was maybe even more impactful when – we got to a team that we wanted to buy everybody or sell everybody that, that tells us a lot about, uh, those players and those rosters. Yeah.
0: And for me, it was more about when you, when you talked about a player being a sell or any of us talked about a player being a sell and really couldn't talk yourself into really feeling it, you know, although, you know, we have this exercise and it's fun to do and there's a lot of information flying but when, when we talk about somebody being a sell, and, and maybe all three of us even agree on it, but the team is so strong that you really want that player on your team and don't mind the price, it's a fun exercise. But, but obviously, uh, as you listen, you, you probably shake your head at, at somebody being a sell or, or another player even being a buy when, when really you, you don't feel it. Uh, we, we covered a lot of players. And a lot of those guys we felt really good about, but there were a few that it was so difficult and we had to label them.
2: That's the the fun of fantasy football, though. You know, all these really difficult decisions that we have to make, and obviously this is not a forced decision in a real fantasy football league. But to force yourself into this mindset where you have to make a decision on a player uh, I think is beneficial for for all Dynasty players. (laughs) And that'll do it for episode 314 of the DLF Dynasty podcast. For my friends, Ryan and Dan, I'm Matt Price. Please check us out on Twitter. Follow the DLF Dynasty podcast account at DLF Podcast. Follow Ryan at RyanMC23. Follow Dan at DMiler22. Follow me at MPricer. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time.